Across Tamworth and the northwest slopes and plains, you're waking up to 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley. And we're back and we've got Tony Ambrogetti who is having a little milestone today. Happy birthday to you, Tony. Oh, good morning, Peter. Thank you. I won't say how old you are. <laughs> it's okay. Have I got your microphone on? We keep on? it a secret. Yeah, 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 keep it a secret. But let me tell you, she's young. <laughs> Still very, very young. How have you been now? Italian people. Food is a food is a, a focal point for Italians. And I was watching mm. Plate of Origin last night. Have you been watching that? I haven't, no. I was no, uh, at I've, a very important council meeting last night. Oh, of course you were. It's a tough watch. Is it? <laughs> it's a tough watch. Yeah, it's, it's really. Does it make you hungry? It's it's just hard because it's got all the elements of my kitchen rules and the Olympics Master Chef in it. <laughs> yeah, and it's sort of that. Well, that's that's a, just a gimmick. I just find it hard to watch because you've kind of seen it all before. Yeah, you know, and it's it's. I'm just not. I'm just not loving it. I'm just just not feeling it. I've got to say. I think we had a long season of Master Chef, and I'm just. I wonder what the ratings are of it. Do you know? Um, no, unfortunately, Prime doesn't share that kind of personal commercial information with me. Oh, they have personal. <laughs> <laughs> That's personal. Leave it out. No, I'm, I'm just. I was sitting there. I wonder if Tony. But, but I think it's a crowded market right now. There's mm. um, Bachelor. There's Mars Singer. There's quite a few kind of reality shows happening at the moment. So it's a crowded market I, it definitely get all the cooking fans in i'd say though yeah well I, i'm one of those so i like i like master chef and i always watch my kitchen rules i don't know what they're going to do with my kitchen rules is this the new my kitchen rules i don't know it's, a, it's a similar won't thing won't be going to anyone's home well is pete evans still around he's he's gone oh kind he of, won't be employed he's kind in of, any there, format there's fur, he's gone as far to the uh left field or out of the box or whatever you want to call it uh Likely As you camping. possibly can. He's a strange dude. Likely camping in a forest in Nimbin somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Good on him. Yeah, no, that's all right. It's each to their own, but just don't share it on Twitter. I don't want to know about I it. I mean, each to their own unless you have a platform, an influential platform like he does, and you're peddling false things. Mm-hmm. He was trying to sell something that supposedly cured COVID for thousands and thousands of dollars. That is criminal. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. In a global pandemic, mm-hmm. you should not be doing something completely Infactual like that and trying to make a profit out of it. As a bloke called Peter, I'm pretty scared because maybe that's the name has that tendency because there's that Peter Foster as well. What are you flogging? Who's never made an honest <laughs> dollar in his life, that bloke. I see they caught him on the beach up at Port Douglas last week as well. Peter Foster. Yes, with the dramatic footage. Oh, he's. Oh, I've, don't hurt my dogs! <laughs> Where are my dogs? It's not about the dogs, it's about you. Dogs are all right, we don't want them. (laughs) But uh, he's he's just, uh, uh, that bloke, you've got a kind of, he's kind of like our version of Ronald Biggs. Do you remember Ronnie Biggs? No. The great great train robber? So there was a a great train robbery in England uh, back in the day and there was a lot of people got arrested for it except for Ronnie Biggs who... Was the mastermind. Well, he left, he left and went to, I think it was Brazil. And he and Brazil didn't have a you know he deliberately went somewhere where they didn't have an extradition treaty. I was going to say with, classic European criminal running away the to UK. Brazil. Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, and and he lived the high life over there for years and years and years, and like he he became a celebrity because, and then he was Ronnie Biggs. He's a bit like what Peter Foster is to us now. We go, oh no, not him again. Good on him. He's always he's never made an honest quid. The old Pete. You got to be careful of him, but he's all right. 
And Ronnie, I don't know if his victims would say that. <laughs> no, nah, well, I'm sure they wouldn't. But, you know, if you're going to buy something off Peter Foster, or Bill Edwards, I think his name was, <laughs> on this occasion. I mean, it was weight loss tea at one point. Um, it's a gambling syndicate now where he's just he's just cutting out the middleman now. And his latest scam is for uh, big Asian gamblers. Um and he just said, oh, we've got all these experts in here and, you know, it's a sure thing. And they all paid him money. And he never even, you know, he never even put the bets on. He just went straight down and bought a BMW or whatever he was, whatever he was driving around in. So anyway, they're all called Peter, all these nutters. So I'm a bit worried. Mm. Um, Get your day underway with 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley on Tamworth Zone, 1287 2TM. Time for why we don't have hover cars. A look at scientific studies that take us nowhere as a civilization and stop us inventing the hover cars because all the scientists are tied up with this stuff. A new research could end the misery uh, and the misery in inverted commas of trying to read the signs of someone's sexual orientation. Scientists say a person's pupil will shoot open when they become aroused. Your pupil opens. It's not something that I've ever really paid attention to. Uh, helping those on the prowl know whether or not they will get lucky. <laughs> pupil dilation has long been known to track the level of someone's excitement. Pupils open slightly when a person sees a puppy dog or a friendly face. Only if you like puppy dogs. But now researchers say reading optical reflexes could solve the conundrum of guessing which team a person is playing for. Which side they're batting for? The study conducted by Dr. Rich Savin-Williams and Gurov Roger of Cornell University monitored 165 men and 160 women, including gay, straight and bisexual participants, of course. How did they know? Because their pupils were dilated. They must be gay. <laughs> the subject's pupils were studied as they screened one-minute videos of, of people doing stuff uh, then a neutral landscape scene so they had an arousing video followed by neutral uh, straight men reacted to the women gay men responded to the men and bisexuals of course responded to both men and women <laughs> which, which we already knew I don't know why we needed to look that up but women in traditional fashion were far more complex uh, gay females had pupil dilation after seeing images of other women, but straight women dilated similarly in response to uh, images of both sexes. I, I don't know what we've achieved so far in this. <laughs> this doesn't mean that all straight women are secretly gay. <laughs> Just that their subjective arousal doesn't necessarily match their body's arousal. So they're, they're talking this study down already. Uh, researchers can't explain why this would be, but some theorise the response is a survival mechanism. Uh, a woman's body could respond to sexual stimulus regardless of its appeal for her own protection. The next phase of the study would be monitoring pupil measurements and uh, other stuff simultaneously. <laughs> the researchers admitted some subjects get a little squeamish uh, having themselves under scrutiny like this and perhaps it won't go much further. So they've got a big grant for this and this is a genuine genuine I, I i stress this is genuine scientific study get your day underway with 2tm breakfast with peter huxley on tamworth zone 1287 2tm <laughs> it's quite interesting scientists might be a bit sniffy about this latest research but a nasal spray containing a hormone can help bring happiness to warring couples living together 
I wonder what other applications it's got. A study has shown that breathing in a compound containing oxytocin makes women calmer and friendlier and men more sensitive and positive during arguments. So actually, you do have a point. See, I don't want to say that in an argument. I want to win. <laughs> Dub the cuddle drug oxytocin. Oxytocin is naturally made in the body and is involved in you know attraction, trust, and confidence. It's a hormone. I'm not going to ask how you make it. <laughs> uh, and it's released into blood during labour, triggering the production of breast milk and floods the brain during breastfeeding, helping mother and baby bond. The research reported in the journal Social Cognitive and Effective Neuroscience looked at how the hormone affects stress and the autonomic... Gee, I wish I'd have read this before I started. Autonomic nervous system during disagreements between couples. When there is an argument, there is an increased heart rate and higher blood pressure. Damn straight there is. What are you saying? That's garbage. <laughs> 47 couples, aged 20 to 50, were involved in the experiment at Zurich University, no less. They were either married or had cohabited for at least a year. They chose a topic which caused conflict in their relationship before having five puffs of oxytocin or a placebo spray. So it's a genuine scientific study, this one. After 45 minutes, they were left alone in a room and filmed discussing the contentious issue. Researchers monitored the participants taking saliva swabs to check for the compounds, showing how the nervous system was working. The findings revealed that compared to those who took the placebo, women who sniffed oxytocin were more friendly, less demanding, while men were more positive and more likely to engage. Rather than say, no, I'm going to pub. Nah, stuff ya. Uh, there was a drop in nervous system activity for women while men, while in men it went up. According to the researchers, women tend to show demanding behaviour more frequently and men tend to withdraw. Out, in out study, oxytocin might have driven quiescence in women and social salience and approach behaviour in the men, the journal reported. Whatever the hell that means. The Nottingham University believes the study has shown that oxytocin reduces women's emotional and physiological arousal following verbal conflict, while the opposite happens in men. Scientists have previously found that the men's libido was improved when he sniffed a spray containing oxytocin. Doesn't take anything to... <laughs> a man can sniff water, let me tell you. Uh, at the end of the day... Uh, it's possible that the effect simply produce short-term changes in how couples interact with each other. This might help to take the heat out of an argument, but whether it helps resolve the long-term issues that led to the arguments, it's not clear. But it's a good thing. Go on, and then your wife will be going, go and take your nasal spray, you idiot. <laughs> and then mow the lawn. Tamworth Zone, 1287 2TM and 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley. There you go. That was The Old School Yard by none other than Cat Stevens. And congratulations to Wayne, who was very, very quick off the mark there. And he goes, he joins Leslie, Stephen and Di in the draw to go and see that Darren Coggan. Remember the days of Cat Stevens show at Moonshine is on Saturday, September 12th, which also includes a fantastic sit-down dinner. I, I was checking it out yesterday thinking I might go myself, and I still might. Uh, you can order the uh, crispy pork belly or the 400 gram on the bone deliciousness <laughs> ribeye i think it is <laughs> whatever it is it sounds bloody delicious and you'll get a great night of entertainment there as well 90 bucks a ticket or 180 for a double and wayne is in the draw congratulations wayne 
Well, when you send me, when you send this bloke down to get a job done, he gets it done. <laughs> a bloke by the name of Adrian Shaw, he was asked by his wife to spruce up their garden, decided to surprise her. She asked him to go down the shop and buy buy a garden gnome and spruce up the garden and all that. He's come back with a twelve foot tall T Rex. <laughs> Adrian Shaw, 52, purchased the 14-stone resin fiberglass dinosaur for about 3200 bucks and put it in, the, in place of the garden name his wife Deborah had asked him to buy. The dinosaur, which he's named Dave, which you would call Dave the Dinosaur, uh, was strategically lifted onto the couple's garden by a crane. So he's had to hire a crane to get the thing in there as well. And I tell you what, it looks good now. I reckon it looks good anyway. All of which took place while Deborah, who was none the wiser, was out running errands. <laughs> Adrian, who's two, who has two grown-up sons, says, This project is a result of my wife's request to make the garden look nice. She suggested I clear out all the weeds and maybe put a garden name on the patio, which got me thinking. <laughs> I thought nothing could possibly look nicer in the garden than the three and a half metre of a rampaging T-Rex, so I bought one. <laughs> Isn't that brilliant? I guess that's most people. I guess that it's most people's dream to own a three and a half metre replica of a rampaging T Rex, but they don't have the space and the resources to do this. But I do. <laughs> I was very fortunate to be able to realise the dream. <laughs> his wife, his wife Deborah, a school business manager, got the fright of her life when she spotted it in their garden in the middle of the night. He didn't even tell her he was buying. He just said, "Right, you want a garden name? I'll give you a garden name." <laughs> oh, I love that. She won't be asking him again. Well, this pirate goes into the doctor and says, "Ah." I've got moles on me back. Arr. And the doctor says, it's all right. Looks like they're benign. Pirate says, I'll count again. I think there'll be 10. <laughs> oh, God. Wake up and face the day with 2TM Breakfast with Peter Huxley. Tamworth Zone, 1287 2TM. Well, prosecute, and they're all true, these, by the way. Prosecutors have declined to pursue a criminal case against a Florida woman who was arrested for allegedly battering her estranged husband when he interrupted her as she was she was doing stuff on her own <laughs> in her own room in the privacy of her own home Flavia Higgs uh, was arrested in mid-September following a 12.30am confrontation with her spouse, spouse Garrett inside the Port Lucy residence the duo still shares but where they maintain separate bedrooms according to an arrest affidavit Garrett 44 arrived home and heard heard some stuff like moaning and that from the house upon determining that the sound was coming from flavia's bedroom garrett banged on the locked door but received no response believing that there was another man in the house which i don't i don't i don't let that happen in my house i don't care we separate we're the same house you don't do that garrett used a screwdriver to open the door an incursion that was appreciated by an incursion that was not appreciated by Flavia who sought to physically escort him out uh, during the ensuing struggle Flavia struck him in the face we don't know what with <laughs> when questioned by the cops Flavia said that Garrett had barged into the room while she was pleasuring herself 
Uh, the affidavit reports Flavia was subsequently arrested on a misdemeanor domestic battery charge. That's harsh, isn't it? In a recent filing, prosecutors notified the court that they would not be pursuing the criminal charge against Higgs. The no-information notice, which does not detail why the case was abandoned, resulted in the court's closure of the matter, and she's... Well, she's got off. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs>